Hi guys and welcome to your receipts. Um, if you're only joining us for the first time, which I hope you're not, um, this I is mean the- it's good if you are. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah. actually, I'll take that back. We welcome all new listeners. Please welcome on board the fun train. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I like this train. We, we don't mean that kind of train. <laughs> we mean the normal train. <laughs> <laughs> The TFL train. I'm on the Bowman pool, bro. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, um, welcome on board. Um, it is this is the episode, sorry, <laughs> where we go through your issues, your dilemmas, and your world problems, and we hope that we can help you with them. It is your girl Audrey, formerly known as Ghana's finest. It's your mama Sita Milena Sanchez. And it's your girl Tony T. Ow. Ow, 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 ow. Okay, should we get straight into yeah, it? Yeah, let's dive straight in. Dive okay. in. I'm about to dive in. Oh. Okay. Hello. Thank you so much for the podcast. You guys are doing an amazing job. Thank you. Babe. I am literally going to dive into. Where can oh. I dive? I'm literally going to dive into my friend's story because I don't have an answer for it. My friend, Uh-oh. sure. So my friend went to the Philippines last year and met this girl. Let's call her Ashley, who was traveling alone from America. He came back to England and in February, they decided she will be living with him in England. Wow. Mm. So they have been living together in Nottingham. (laughs) (laughs) It's not by force. We can definitely skip it. No, let's do it. I want to get... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't actually read it to the bottom. Hello. Thank you so much for the podcast. You guys are doing an amazing job. Thanks. Thanks, I am literally going to dive into my friend's story because I don't have an answer for, for it. Friend. Sure. So, my friend went to the Philippines last year and met this girl, let's call her Ashley, who was travelling alone from America. He came back to England and in February they decided she would be living with him in England. So they are living together in Nottingham. Just went to... Okay. Okay. Hello, thank you so much for the podcast. You guys are doing an amazing job. I'm literally going to dive into my friend's story because I don't have an answer for it. Mm-hmm. So my friend went to the Philippines last year and met this girl. Let's call her Ashley. He was traveling alone from America. He came back to England and in February they decided they should be living with him in England. Okay. So they've been living together in Birmingham. Anyway. This time was cast. I it, yeah. Oh my god. So All right, go. Cool. Well, oh, cool. Sorry, I can't. <laughs> Okay. This is mad. I think there's some sort of juju in it. <laughs> <laughs> A whole Birmingham, you know. Who the fuck can I have? All right, come. <laughs> okay. Hello. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> All right. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for the podcast. You guys are doing an amazing job. I'm literally going to dive into my friend's story because I don't have an answer for it. All right. Um, so my friend went to the Philippines last year and met this girl, let's call her Ashley, who was traveling alone from America. He came back to England and in February, they decided she'll be living with him in England. So they've been living together in Nottingham. Anyways, for a few weeks ago, for a few weeks now, they've been having issues. Bear in mind, Ashley doesn't work and just waits for her bae to come home after he's finished his 12 hour shift in the evening. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. The dilemma is that she's been out for drinks in the day with this guy who she purchased weed from. He's a drug dealer. However, the drug dealer's girlfriend found messages on his phone and has been threatening Ashley. 
how she's trying to flirt with her man, etc. My friend told me that Ashley has been talking to her exes and other boys from home and meeting boys from here too. My friend doesn't trust her at all, but he doesn't have proof to justify this because messages she's been exchanging may have been deleted, etc. What should he do next? And and she too says that she loves him and wants a future together. Also note that he pays for everything here and she doesn't do a thing. So I'm guessing, of course, she would say that she loves him and cares about him. And now she shows maximum amount of loving and sometimes overwhelmingly so recently. I need something to advise him on. So, I, so I'd so i love to hear what you guys think. Thanks. This guy knows a lot for a friend, bro. You know, you know all the team, You know bro. how many hours your friend is working in <laughs> You know your friend's all working for all of these things. Um... Ashley, Ashley has a plan she, she's, trying get, she's trying to get that burgundy I'm not mad at the fact she doesn't work Because it's only been a few weeks Do you know what I mean? Yeah, true. And it's not that easy to get a job But like she's clearly taking advantage of your friend And I feel like Because this is probably something I, the old me would have done that's why I feel like I can see what she's doing. I feel like she's fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like she's trying to pl- like plot. Like of course. she's trying to make as many friends as she can here yeah, as possible, uh-huh. so I that, that as well. she doesn't like need to rely on you. Which, in a way, you can't really knock someone for doing that because. Like, I don't think it's healthy to only know one person in a brand new country. So I feel like mm. she's trying to make new friends. So it could be that. And it could be completely harmless. And it could be completely innocent. Or she could be cheating. Or she could be cheating. And I mean, if it is, the options are endless. Rough. But what's but your what friend you saying about it? From, for bringing some girl that you've literally yeah, just met on I a mean, plane into your own home. That's, that's, a, that's a lot. That's like, mad. I would never. There's certain friends could. that have never been to my house. And the fact that she was roaming around in the Philippines alone... Like what maybe maybe Audrey, this is that means nothing. Maybe this is what she does. Audrey, just, <laughs> now she's in Audrey, now she's in England alone. People go on loan on holidays all the time. It doesn't mean she's but a don't scammer. You think, don't you think Wait, it's an English guy. No, <laughs> she was because she was probably in Thailand and then she ended up in Philippines and now she's in England. <laughs> Who knows where she's going to end up next? She sounds like a scammer. Ultimately, even though she isn't cheating, if your friend doesn't trust her, let her go in it. Yeah, but I also yeah, also what's your friend saying? Because you're doing a lot of speaking on your friend's it's behalf. Him, like, <laughs> because it's just like you know a lot of detail yeah, for the story. It's him, it's him, it's him. But um, yeah, it's definitely you. Kick Ashley out, innit? Yeah, if you don't trust her, kick <laughs> if you don't trust her, because you can't be working 12 hour shifts and she's not doing anything. Like, is she at least tidying up the house? Is she at least cooking? Is she at least contributing to the household? But if you're saying she does nothing but jam with the drug dealer <laughs> all day, then that's all a mess to be but fair. I bet yeah, she, gets, I bet she has money mess. for weed though. She has money for weed. Yeah. I don't understand where she met this drug dealer while they're going for drinks. And, and yeah, and how is she paying for this weed? Yeah, that's yeah, a good yeah, question. No, no. She's exactly. got to go. She's got to go. Yeah, I think, I think you should definitely kick her out. It's I not your know. responsibility. You didn't you didn't beg her to leave kick England. Ashley she out. wanted to. Mm, not every day, keep Ashley. Yeah. Kick, yeah, kick Ashley out of the household and England. Yeah, exactly. She's no longer your personal problem. Yeah, that's it then. Party done. Next dilemma. Next dilemma. Okay, cool. Hey, girls. I'm a long time listener and I'm so grateful for all the help and support. You're an inspiration to us all. Suffer with anxiety, and anytime I feel a panic attack coming in, I put on the podcast and feel empowered. Excuse me. This is my first dilemma. I'm a white woman, age 27. I've been brought up in a completely multicultural environment. My parents were very poor and had many jobs when I was young, so I was raised most of the time by my West Indian family. My best friend is Ghanaian, 
My best friend is a Ghanaian woman and we connect completely just as best friends do. We always have referred to each other as sisters and have always acted so. Recently, she got a new job, <clears throat> brackets, I'm so proud, and she has many new amazing friends through her network. Her new friends are young, strong, beautiful black women. When we are all together, they can clearly see that we are very close and, and some support this. Others make it very evident that I am different and almost try to exclude me. We are all from the same social class and although I can understand and respect our differences, I feel that they are not able to. We clearly can connect and have mutual interests as I told them all about your podcast when we meet and they're always talking about the podcast every week. Do you have any advice for me to break down these barriers? Thank you so much for everything you do. And on. Namas. That's a hard one. That's a hard one. Do you, know, do you know what? This might sound a bit controversial, yeah? But I don't know how... I mean, obviously, I don't know the dynamics of the friendship. But maybe just let her have this. Do you know what I mean? I like, think so as well. I feel yeah. like you don't necessarily need... If it's like a struggle for you and you feel like you're not connecting with these girls because you've obviously tried and it's clearly not working, otherwise you wouldn't have written this dilemma in. And I just feel like sometimes we don't always need to insert ourselves in every single situation. Yeah. And I feel like if she's your best friend and you love her and you guys have got this solid bond, that's not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. So just let her have this for herself. Like, go where you're wanted. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. Not what you're tolerating. Like, exactly. Mm. Go where you're wanted. And also, if it's... Because she said some of them are fine with you. Hang around is the ones that yeah. are fine with you. Yeah. Even if you're all in the same space, be be like talk to people that are mm -hmm. fine with you rather than try to like break down a barrier with people that are not fine with you because yeah. sometimes in life there's certain people that the barrier just won't break. Yeah. yeah. Like regardless <clears throat> if you've been a white woman or not, there's something that you're gonna meet, mm. you're just not gonna get on. Yeah. Like exactly. I've got my friends, I've got friends who I actually don't really get on with. Yeah. Like it's not if it's not beef, it's not a problem, we just don't yeah. really get on and I just don't fuck with them. It's it's not like a problem or anything. Mm -mm -mm. But like Audrey said, let your um sister best friend have this one mm -hmm. and then just kind of like yeah, yeah. Just accept that you won't be a part of this, and it's and it's okay. It's Not okay. everyone's going to like you, and you don't have mm. to force everyone to like you. Exactly, and you don't have to. I feel like when you bring different groups of friends together, yeah, I feel like it has to be organic, and sometimes it just is, and sometimes it just yeah. isn't. Like there are some groups that don't necessarily get on, and some that do more so. So I just think that so long as you guys continue to nurture your friendship, because I know what it's like sometimes though, when you've got a friend and you feel like they've got a new set of friends, and you might feel like you're slowly losing that person, so you're trying to like grip, like you're trying to hold on. But I just feel like. So long as you nurture your friendship outside of this group that she's this new friendship group that she's got you guys will be fine so yeah maybe just don't force it just leave yeah. it just Hang leave it is, um, talk about what you can get on mm. but don't don't think that you have to break this barrier mm. or you have to be some kind of resolution or um white and black apartheid mm. shit. Like, it's, it's just yeah just mm. accept what it is like it's it's not gonna be because also when people force things, you can really tell and that makes it even more so awkward because it's just like you're forcing it and it's not organic. So, yeah, so just, yeah, just don't force it. it out. Okay, next dilemma. Next dilemma. Hi girls, I absolutely love your podcast and it gets me through my commute to and from work every mm. day. I'm always walking along laughing to myself. You girls make me look crazy. Mm. <laughs> I have to first say that my dilemma is a very controversial topic and most people wouldn't tack tackle it publicly due to it not only being a taboo subject, but also not wanting to offend anybody. If This pisses me off. <laughs> okay. But with that being said, I love to think that you girls would give your honest opinions, and as I know you always do. Oh. And I'd love to listen to the discussion on this podcast whilst I'm on my commute to work. Okay, I'm <clears> intrigued. No opinions would offend me at all. So if you do read this dilemma on the podcast, please don't hold back. Okay. Seriously? Okay. <laughs> my Tamala, my Tamala. <laughs> <laughs> 
My dilemma is simply I am gay and a Christian I'm sure I don't even need to give much detail For you girls to see why this is a dilemma I'm always made to feel ashamed of something Whether it's my sexuality or my religion Or the fact that both are combined in one person To be honest I tend to just keep my beliefs And depending on who I'm talking to My sexuality to myself Now because I'm tired of seeing the look of shame and confusion In people's faces I'm part of my beliefs I cannot change my sexuality So how do I get about continuing to be part of my religion Without everyone always judging me for being gay Do you girls think you can actually be a Christian And be gay, bisexual, transgendered I'd love to know your thoughts and feelings of this Thank you ladies Peace, love and many blessings Oh, thank you This is a very interesting topic to be that fair is. And it's kind of one I've for years Not been able to settle with Because mm. I don't Like my psyche, my every part of me that makes sense, mm-hmm. my logic, my sense, like every part of me that makes sense, that to met people, has absolutely no problem with homosexuality. Like I have gay friends, I embrace mm. it. It's, there was no part of me that's like against it whatsoever. Mm. And then I'm in the church mm. and I'm a Christian mm. and then I'll hear certain things and I've constantly been able to be like, Okay, I've been told to love everybody, but then I've been told that these people are a problem. Like, mm. but I also still yeah. love them because that's what Christianity tells them to do, and that's mm. why, as a person, I do love them. Mm. So, what's right here? And for me, I guess it's different for me because I'm not gay myself. But for me, the way I have like quietened those noises on that, what's meant to be right and what's not meant to be right, is like. Just go with what I feel Mm-mm-mm. And what I feel is that I fucks with these people heavy yeah. And I fucks with my religion heavy Mm-mm-mm. I probably shouldn't say fucks and religion In the same sentence <laughs> Forgive me Sorry, Oh my gosh um, So that's, that's, that's how I'm going to have to deal with it And I think In terms of like Your situation I feel like I'll take the same mentality mm. Like These things don't have to be separated You being gay You being a Christian Doesn't have to be two separate segments Of who you are They can mm. be which you've proven an homogenous feeling that one person can have. I'm mm-hmm. gay, but I also love God. Yeah, absolutely. and I think that's okay. And I feel like uh, I a lot of churches preach this like bashing, bashing, bashing mentality, and mm. I I don't think it's healthy. I don't mm. think it's right. And I can imagine so many gay people in the church feeling very isolated and feeling like God doesn't love them because mm. of what the church mm-hmm. has told them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So in terms of dealing with it I just think As long as you're okay with yeah. it You just have to be cementing How you feel about Both those parts of you And just run with that And kind of like I mean I can imagine It being awkward for you Going to church And if that was me I just mm. I know it sounds mad I just wouldn't go to church Because mm. Oh I'd find a church That, that allowed church. that yeah. that, mm. that that made me feel comfortable yeah. And didn't make me feel like I was this evil person mm-hmm. So And also like it's your relationship with God Not exactly. what anybody else thinks exactly. Not what your mum thinks Absolutely. I think sometimes as Christians We get lost in the source of like Oh it's what other people think It's what Mm-mm. the church thinks it's, it's it's No it's your It's a mm-hmm. personal relationship Like Absolutely. there's a difference between Being religious And having a relationship with God mm-hmm. And if you have a relationship I think for me that's all that matters mm-hmm. But Absolutely. that's my thoughts on it Absolutely yeah. um, I'm I totally agree with everything you've just said. Don't feel like as well, like it's a constant battle that every single person that disagrees with you, you have to sit there and give up. And like, like, you don't have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have to engage in those conversations. I totally agree with Tolly. I think that like, there's a difference between being religious and being spiritual. Those are two completely separate things. And like, if you know that you were born gay, so I believe people are born gay, but you also feel like you believe in the word and you love the Lord and you're a strong Christian, like... 
How can anybody take that away from you? Literally mm. nobody can take that away from you. And I definitely think if you are going to a church where they're preaching all of that stuff about homosexuality and like gay bashing, then just don't go to that church. There are definitely churches that like welcome everybody that don't even talk about that. Like my church, they don't talk about that at all, like ever. Mm. It's something that my pastor's against personally. And um, what's talking about it? Yeah, like just like bashing, like, Mm-mm. like he's never, he'll never, he just would never say that because he doesn't have a problem with, with gay people. He's just like anybody that wants to come here and worship and and preach and listen to the words. I don't care who, like what you're doing in your yeah, private life. The yeah. church also, mm. okay, so if the church deems being gay is a sin, mm. this is the same church that says sinners are welcome here. Exactly. So mm. therefore, do you know what I mean? Like the, the church is wasted on believers. If I'm completely mm. honest, because they converted already. Yeah, yeah. Do, do yeah. you know what I mean? So, like, if you're quote unquote these people are sinners, mm. that's who we should be welcoming. Exactly. That's who you you're trying help to these like people. help. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying wasted on believers, but you know what I mean by yeah. that in terms of like. You should be doing more work to like bring in like people that aren't aware. Yeah, that aren't something like this contradiction. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like because I feel cause, like I've battled with it a lot. It I've is. It, it's a, a it is a hard one because if you believe in the words and the Bible says it's wrong, but at the same time, like on your moral compass, where does it sit? Because yeah. I know that we all know loads of amazing people in the LGBTQ community, and like we don't. But the thing is, I also feel like society just puts so much emphasis on your sexuality. Like your sexuality is like a small part of who you are. Yeah, do you yeah. know what I mean? And I just feel like it it gets taken over and people are like so obsessed, especially certain churches. And I feel like the reason why they're so obsessed with it is because it's a way of projecting because if they're so busy talking about what those sinners over there are doing, they're not really they're focusing on, on the sins well. that they're like, doing. As the Bible says, no sin is greater than exactly. the other. So if you're deeming this sin exactly. greater than you stealing a penny sweet, mm-hmm. hun, they're both the same sin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And all these people mm-hmm. that are going to judge you having premarital sex are lying, yeah, are doing a whole words. bunch of things. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like the church is filled like... With hypocrisy. Absolutely. Like, is that a word? Yeah. Hypocrisy. Hypocrisy. Hypocrisy, yeah. Oh, wow. This podcast has made me question my English (laughs) so often. It's just filled with hypocrisy. So Mm. it's just like, yeah, I feel like you can carry your two badges loud and proud. Absolutely. And I don't think you need to quieten one for the other. Mm. Absolutely not. And you can be like an advocate for being gay and Christian because honestly, it's so like, it must be really, it must be really hard. It must be really conflicting. But don't let anybody try and take your relationship away from, with God from you. That's yours and that's your personal thing between, and it's between you and, and God. And you're not less than because of who you, who you love. Yeah. And keep on being loud and proud. And we love you, boo. Love ya. Bop, bop. Right, next dilemma. Oh, fuck's sake, man. Is it a long one? Long. Is it a long one? <laughs> I mean, I like long things, but shit. <laughs> no, this long. I'm not having you do this. <laughs> <laughs> Read the dilemma. Let's okay, come on. Hey, first I just want to say how much I absolutely love the podcast. Oh, fuck's sake. Audrey, your duck joke was thoroughly unappreciated. Oh, boomer. <laughs> No, no, she loves it. No, she loves it. I thought she said unappreciated. By us. Oh, sorry. I love you, (laughs) Boo. Thank you. (laughs) Only the real ones get it. (laughs) I had to stop and have a belly laugh at the punchline. Anyways, sorry if this is too long. You're not fucking sorry, bruv. Basically, I listened to your episode when you talked about cutting off toxic people and even if they're family, and it really resonated with me. I am the third of four children and we basically have an issue with addiction in my family our father was an alcoholic and so are two of my brothers as you can imagine this has taken an emotional toll on me and our eldest brother to make it worse there are very they are very selfish people who just take and take and never give anything in return we have had to deal with 
other other people's addictions all our lives. And when our dad, dad passed away, I thought that we had buried those problems with him. But I guess my brothers decided that they would carry the torch. My issue is that I feel like our mum enables them. I understand that they are her children and she doesn't want to give up on them, but there has to be limits. <coughs> One of them is 35 and the other is 29. Mm. I hate arguing with my mum, but I lost um, I lost it with her. And when I tried to talk about talk to her about how I felt about the latest situation with my brothers, she basically shut me down by saying she tried and she hasn't been able to sleep in ages. Neither have I. I take Xanax to help me sleep a lot of the time. And this is not the first time she has reacted like this towards me. Yet she is willing to dive hundreds of miles and spend lots of money lots of money to bail my brother out of his latest situation. I lost my shit with my brother and unfortunately our mum overheard and told me that I must be careful about what I say to my siblings and didn't even hold them accountable for anything. I basically told her that I am tired of sweeping things under the rug and pretending I'm okay when inside I'm completely destroyed. I'm also human and I also have feelings. She has not responded and I am reluctant to get in touch because they are they're over there at her house pretending to care about her. And my oldest brother and I are looking like the villains on the other side. I have pretty much washed my hands of my brothers and I know it's going to be a long and difficult emotional process. Wow. But I'm not sure what to do with my mum. I love her, but I also need to start standing my ground and taking care of myself. What would you guys do if you were in my shoes? Any advice would be appreciated. Yeah, that's a hard one. I feel like when it comes to families, it's so difficult because there's that thing of like, you know, you love your family, you don't want to cut them off. But at the same time, like, I believe in cutting off toxic people, whether they're family or not. Yeah, but uh, this sounds like a hard one. I don't know. It it is a hard one, but I feel like sometimes it is you like you need to take time out for yourself. Like, there's no point being over here trying to help all these people that a don't want to help themselves and to like your mum like enabling the behaviour and you're in the corner suffering that doesn't really make any sense like you can't really help other people if you haven't helped yourself if that makes sense I personally would step back I would take a step back focus on me for a bit and try and just clear my mind and then when you've done that if you feel like you're in a in a better position to go back and try and help then do it that way or point them in the right direction of someone that can help who's there like obviously share the burden but Mm. I, I, I personally would take a step back but also I feel like Maybe it's uh, it's difficult because I feel like my perspective on so many things have changed now becoming a mother. Mm. So maybe it's not your mum enabling. It's just a way of her like giving in because she wants them to be happy kind I of thing. I think that as well. I think sometimes um, always certain mums focus more on the way with children because they know mm. you're okay. Yes. So they don't need to put all of their energy exactly. into you. They know you're going to be all right. So what they need to do is fix the ones that are troubled, Absolutely. the ones that are not okay. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they forget that that affects the good child. Yeah. Yep. Because the good child feels neglected. If the good child feels mm-hmm. left out, if the good child doesn't feel understood. But in their way, that's the way of like, you're going to be okay. Let me do with your mother who's mm. got all these issues going on. Mm. If I was in your exact position, what I would do is... I would cut my brothers off if mm. I've tried and I tried to try it. I would cut them off. But with my mum, I would see my mum outside of that house. Mm. So when I saw her, I was like, mum, I'm taking you here. And we would mm. talk normally and I don't want to hear diddly about my brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just want to talk. Give, even if that means for my mum, that's a bit of a respite. That's yeah. what I'll do. So if I want to keep that relationship with my mum, I'll just take my mum every time I saw her will be out of that situation. And then I'll put her back in and make sure mm. she's good. I'll check on her and mm. whatever. Because ultimately, like, 
I feel like if I if that was me, I feel like my mom hasn't wronged me. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Like yeah. she's just trying to be a good parent to yeah, someone else, and she just like neglected me for a little bit. But yeah, that's what I'll do. I would like anytime I saw my mom, I keep in contact with my mom, but it will be outside of what my brothers are doing because mm. that's what because constantly bringing up the arguments, what yeah. your brothers are doing between you and your mom. So if you just focus on what you and your mom are. Mm-hmm. And just sack whatever's going on with them. I think that would help. Yeah, yeah. And also maybe take into a little bit of consideration what she must be going through as well, because mm. that must be really, really difficult. Because mm. yeah, if but it's hard for you as a sibling, imagine as a yeah, mother, yeah, like, of course. Oh. But then you also have to understand that's not your problem. Those are not yeah, your kids. Yeah, true. So, and they're grown ass people. Yeah, like you said, one's thirty five, one's twenty nine. These grown. are not children. Oh, I wouldn't. I would hope I don't ever suck my mom's energy like that, boy. Like literally. Like, like, in fact, I know I haven't. But like, no. damn, like people are really out here. Like <laughs> when I look at my mom, like the thought of like stressing her out now would just make yeah. me feel yeah, so yeah. bad. Yeah, yeah. They're big age. They're big yeah. age. Like, oh, it's just you, oh, you embarrassed. Yeah, because your mom's like, if you got bothered at thirty five, your mom's a big woman. Yeah, at the least. And seeing your because even just seeing my mom get older, it just makes me want to like work <laughs> harder and like when do I, so much. Sometimes I feel like I don't look at my mom and I look at her face. And I was like, Whoa. yeah, you're not. Yeah, you're you're, you're getting older. Age. Yeah. So, so to be mad. 35 and 29 and like like doing that, I just think like, oh. I think eventually your mum has to give up on them as well, but that's a different story. Yeah, exactly. Just focus on your issues. But I agree with what Tully said actually. Do that. That's what <sighs> I'll do. Next dilemma? Next one. Okay, cool. Let me zoom in because the font's small. <laughs> Um, hi girls I'm a new listener and I want to begin by saying I absolutely love you guys thank you for always being so kind and thoughtful with your advice thank you so here's the deal I'm 18 years old and my boyfriend and I have been together for six months we did we did long distance for the first four months of dating because we wanted we uh, we attended different universities he's 22 and we are madly in love he is smart politically inclined and we have a ton in common okay okay politically inclined (laughs) when we both got back to our home cities we made a day to go to the beach. Okay, beach day. Earlier this year, I told him that beach sex was one of my fantasies. Why? Wait, hold on. It's not that Not great. English beach, anyway. <laughs> no, it's not, the, not it's any, beach. any beach. You yeah, get sand in your You're getting sheet. fucking sand in your ovaries. When I was yeah, in Lisbon, was and we went to the beach. And honestly, like I was washing that two days ago, I was like, why can I still yep. feel yeah, you can sand feel in my yep. fucking asshole? Yeah, it's literally. It's not nice. It's literally anyway. sandpaper going in and out. Ouch. Okay, so I've never had sex on the beach, but I can imagine it to be so. Yeah. Anyway, no, I haven't either. Okay, so earlier this year, I told him that sex, that beach, beach sex, sex, sorry, was one of my fantasies. And I suppose he was. She's watched that film. I love film too much. Bruh, yeah, but that's not my <laughs> It's Greece, you Greece, idiot. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> He's watched that summer okay, loving so I love that film. And, and I suppose he was hoping to fulfill that. However, I had started new birth control. The weather was unpredictably miserable, <laughs> and I was not in the slightest interested in sex. Well, we ended up having sex anyways. He was being extremely emotionally manipulative Aww. leading up to it, and I ended up giving in just because Aww. I thought it would be easier. Once we started, it was fine, but I felt gross the moment we finished. Oh, I hate that. I mean, that's the worst. I called him the next day and told him exactly how I felt. He apologised and promised to do better. I love my boyfriend. He has made a continual effort to be more sexually communicative. And being in the same city has definitely benefited our sex life. However, I get a deep sinking feeling whenever I think about what Mm. happened. I know I was not raped, but I definitely was not into it at first. It's hard to hold on to any anger I might feel towards him because he is wonderful. How do I cope with these feelings? Fuck. You know what? Oh, that's, that's mad. I feel like so many women have had that feeling. Oh I cannot God. lie. There's been times when I feel like, 
obviously I know I have not been raped and I have not been sexually mm. abused, but I know that I kind of wasn't on yeah, this. Yeah, and I yeah. just wanted it to be over. Yeah. Yeah. Like, do you know yeah, what I mean? Like, that kind of like, it's it's the kind of like, oh, allow it, man. Mm, come mm, on, mm, man. Mm, I've come all the way here to see you, horrible. man. What you mean? Oh, come mm. on. And I'm just like, hey. And just let it happen. Mm. And I feel like I haven't dealt with that. No, do you no, know what I mean? Like when I think about it, it still makes me feel sick. So yeah. I don't know how to give advice to help someone deal with that because I don't know if I've dealt with it. Yeah, same. And do you know what I was thinking as well? Like you're 18, and I'm so glad that you younger girls now are actually aware that this is wrong. Because honestly, this happened to me so many times growing up, and it just wasn't a thing. Yeah. Like literally, no one talked about it. Yeah. It wasn't a thing. It was just something that like. Like, I've literally had sex with someone because he pressured me so much into it. Again, I wasn't raped at all. I mean, some people might say I was. Mm. I don't believe I was, and I will stand by that. I don't believe I was raped or sexually assaulted or anything like that. But he literally, like, begged me so much. Eventually, it was actually easy for me to just have sex with him in that moment. Rather than, yeah. Rather than like, mm. say no kind of thing. Yeah. And I feel like so many girls, especially, like, my age and maybe even you guys' yeah. age as well, have been through that. So mm. I'm glad that you're aware that this isn't right. Do you know what I mean? And it's yeah, good and that you, have you that can conversation with have him the conversation well. with yeah. him. So that's really, really good. So just, I don't really know what advice to give because obviously you're still in the relationship with him. And the only thing I would say is just continue to like drum it into his head so he understands this is not okay. And next time, if you don't want to do it, do not do it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't think he's like, he's your boyfriend. He's not going to harm you, I hope. But next time put your foot down just so that he knows that like there are going to be times where you're not going to be up for it and it's not you are not a sex machine you're not there mm. just there to give him sex as and when he pleases Mm-mm. so the next time you're not up for it put your foot down and be clear with him just so he understands that listen I'm this is not going to be on tap every time because yeah. I'm a woman and we go through things and we're not always in the mood but I don't know what else you can really do about that apart from it's a weird one because it's a hard it is her one boyfriend, boyfriend and I feel like with him. Yeah. when I was in that situation it was also my boyfriend mm. as well and honestly to God I don't even think he thought he did anything wrong mm. so I never want to make it sound like that Yeah. but I just know it was like it was quite manipulative because mm. obviously he was a horny man who just wanted to have sex and yeah, like, oh, come yeah. man, allow it, allow it, allow it and like I just kind of wasn't on it, but I just gave him because I couldn't mm. be asked to say no, yeah. no, no anymore. So I was just like, okay, cool, whatever. Well, I always feel like when we've passed a certain point, then we have to go Yeah, you're just like, okay, yeah. cool, whatever. And then it's so, like, I still stayed with him. I didn't think I'd been raped either. Mm. Like, and again, like Audrey said, you new gen girls, you are sick. I, I love oh you girls God, so much. You are doing I love because it. You are talking shit. You're not having it. There's so much shit that like, I went through oh, my God. Even things even like getting you. Like a guy groping my bum At a club I would never have said Anything about yeah. it Even for you breasts. lot Are not having it And I love you yeah. man For that You're, like, you're fully it. not having it You're not even trying to have it And, and you're calling people out And you're naming And shaming them I'm shit. here for it And all. even if you call them out Private you're like You shouldn't mm. have done that to me mm. Good yeah. And I feel like at this, I don't know how to advise you To stop feeling how you're feeling Because like you said You don't want to leave your boyfriend He's amazing He's apologised for it So I don't know I feel like you've just set the time by talking to him and yeah. letting him know that this will not be tolerated the next time. And I just think that because you shouldn't have to emotionally like blackmail someone to have sex with you. You should, do you know what I mean? Like that's not what Why would sex you even is. want to do that? That's not what sex is about. But like a lot of these guys, like Tolly was saying, a lot of these guys just aren't educated on that because it's something that hasn't been talked about. But you young girls, you're really telling them about themselves and it's dope because as people get older, these changes are going to be... Like yeah. implemented So yeah So just keep on telling him But I'm sorry that that happened to you Because it is horrible But um, Yeah For next time just He just needs to do better For next time And, yeah, I, and, I, and I, I have faith that he will mm. You know Any of us Milena? No I retweet what you meant <laughs> Cool Okay Next and final dilemma 
Hi, ladies. So I'm 15. Sweet oh, Jesus. 15 year olds did not listen to me. <laughs> it's making me think about all the wild Let things. Let me just I've retract. I do as every... I say, not as I do. No, because. <sighs> Hi, ladies. So I'm 15 and I look way older for my age since for some reason everyone looks the same age nowadays. True. <laughs> I've read my books and done some exams and passed majority of them. Aww. So now summer's coming. Exams. I've been applying for small, small jobs like kitchen, um, kitchen porting, retail, but it's so hard. As in these days, as in people are asking for passports, wanting me to back cover letters for each job I apply for. Have you ever seen that I can't yet? even <laughs> recycle the same ones because they want it based on why you want to work at a specific company. Oh, I mean, it's just long. <laughs> <laughs> babe, she life hun. is long. She's an actual baby, isn't she? Hun. Bless her. I mean, it's just long. I've been offered two interviews, one a normal one, one a group one, and these will be my first ever my CV looks great on paper. How? You're 15. <laughs> Even though the whole thing is either elaborated or lie. Okay, cool. Just like so this one. <laughs> so I'm too pressed about it. So I'm not too pressed about it not being up to standard. But my dilemma is, how do I make myself stand out in job interviews as, I, as I'm new to all of this? What questions should I expect from interviewers? How do I adjust my CV and make it stand out? How do I make the interview flow? How the hell should I Damn. conduct myself in a group interview? <laughs> and, shall you, and can you share your memorable interview experiences and what I should do, I should or should shouldn't avoid doing. Hope it's not too long. It's not too They're long not at all. all. Um, okay, baby girl. So cute, I'm mom. not even trying to patronize you, but like, it's great. I don't think you can. But maybe it's great that you can. have this work ethic early. Mm. Yeah, and if you don't need to work right now. <laughs> I'll say don't because so what are you buying at 15? Like, 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 I don't know, family. It could be like her family needs her to bring money True. in. Do you know what I mean? So if you don't need, mm. if it's not like, nah, we need the peas in my household, I'll say don't. But if you feel like you're 15, you want to be a bit independent, mm. um, whatever, whatever, I am more than happy to have, um, answer those questions for you. Um, your CV and cover letter. Hun, I'm still trying to work that out. Yeah. <laughs> In it. I, um, I literally feel like I Googled how to write a cover letter literally. and literally just copied and pasted. Like, I think everyone's CV is just copy and paste. Everyone's CV is the same. <laughs> and the thing is, you're 15, nobody, even all the lies, nobody. nobody expects your CV to look great mm. because a lot of the time you're not going to have experience. Exactly. So like, there's not much you can put on that apart from I'm your motivated. personal. So you, don't lie because they're going to know. They're going to know yeah. because what, when did you start? 11. Exactly. I'd say just talk about, talk about how um, motivated you are, how mm. enthusiastic you are. Just make sure your personal, do you know, yeah, the person, exactly. Mm. So it has to be like, your quality. I mean, stuff. I haven't got these experience yet, but I'm very keen on finding mm. it. Actually. Like, do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, talk yourself up in terms of like, yeah, why you want to gain these experiences, I guess. Mm. To um, pop bottles on the weekend. Because it's not going to be, there's not going to be much at 15. Yeah. Have you even done your GCSEs at 15? No. So the group interview She doesn't question. even have GCSEs No, not yet. Yeah, no. Oh, unless you have. I can't, no, you I don't. Remember. You do them at 16. I don't do even remember. Anymore. <sighs> I just want kids to be kids. So, um, so I can't remember. How to make yourself stand out in a group interview. I've always worn a bright colour top. Yeah, that is In fact, advice. I do that to every interview I go to. I wear a bright collar. I wear something mm. statement every single time because in my head, if they forget my name, they'll be like, oh, they're going on your top. Yeah. They're going on a yellow top. I've always done that it's, it's, and it's always seemingly worked mm. for me. I've luckily been, since I've been going to like past retail interviews, 
kind of been in a situation where what I think you need to remember when you go to interviews is that shit they called you here too mm, yeah so as much as I want this they they see if they yeah, want me too exactly. so like kind they, of go, they need the job go with filled. that confidence mm. as well that you like, you man need this field and, and I, I want can, this as I'm well so, yeah. so let's see what what would it really do? Mm. Um, if you're applying for retail jobs, from what I remember from retail jobs, it was a lot of a. What do you know about this company? Yes, exactly. Gosh, t- the knowledge Research I the still company. have about H and M. I know that company from head to toe, oh just because of like going for the interviews yeah. and when I got the job there. So like, find out about the company. Yeah, absolutely. Just like, I think when you go to the interview as well, like um, one thing that's always that I had to learn the hard way um, is. Dress according to the place that you're going to. Yeah. So if you're having an interview, if I was going for a job at a restaurant, I personally would dress smart. Um, if you're going for a retail job, like wear something from that place. I think that's like like a nice touch. Or yeah, so just dress according to the place that you're going. But I think at 15, like your options are, are going to be very, very slim. I don't, can they hire for retail at 15? I mean, I started my job at Pizza Hut at 15. I was in the second Yeah, school. I feel like in the food world, like the restaurant yeah, world, I was you can. Because I was 15 when I got my bakery job. Yeah. So maybe start off in places like that, like, you know. Or go to like your local stuff. Your lo- yeah. yeah, like a local, I don't know, a local Even if bakery. Even like a paper round. Yeah, a local exactly. corner shop, just ask them there. Mm, yeah, because so they've got I, a few hours. Because yeah. my niece just got a job. Um, she's just like buffering table, like what's the word? Not buffering. Clearing tables. Clearing tables at a restaurant. Yeah. And she just gets like £40 a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, and that's just at a local family restaurant. It's nothing fancy. Yeah, so I think go for family stuff. Go for local mm. stuff. Don't go too hard. So you can just say you can get something on your CV, but don't mm. stress yourself because you're still a baby girl. And don't lie because it's not going to be realistic. Yeah, if you are exactly. Yeah. Gonna no matter how old you are, they're going to need like, uh, like set trails like your passport mm. which will yeah. say your real age in it exactly so oh, yeah, but you're going to yeah. be working for the rest of your life so like Tully said if, if you, you don't, don't have to do need to then just relax and just focus on school for now yeah <laughs> that's what I would say to be honest enjoy your summer you, enjoy you, some I promise you people. you're not going to get six weeks like never in your oh, life like six weeks six weeks holiday what's like can you imagine can't, what do uni's done that's it. That's it for the rest Your six weeks holidays are limited. Even if you miss. decide to go to uni. Your six weeks, and before uni, probably going to work anyway. Mm. So your six weeks holiday, really, they're just free secondary school that you really get to enjoy. Because exactly. we get to college, you're like, oh, I should get a job or I should mm. get some kind of work experience. But enjoy hang on, it. sorry, one other thing. In Is it in secondary school that you do like your first work experience? Or is that in yeah. primary yeah, in year school? 10. Yeah. yeah, year 10. So yeah. she would have that, she can put that on her CV. So don't forget to put that on your CV. But other than that... Enjoy. I'm so out of touch with what's happening with 15 Me years too. I've now. Got I feel like no I can't clue. even. Like, help. I'm literally 15 years older than all of you are. 17 years older than she, she, she wouldn't have done. She wouldn't have done uh, work experience. Oh, me, I don't know, really. Hun, go to now and play PlayStation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, Knock down Ginger and this podcast, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's me out. Yeah, exactly. It's so true. It's now. actually stressing me out. I don't know. How did you discover us? Yeah, but on that note, thank you very much for listening. We love you. We love you. That's been it for this episode of Your Receipts. I've been your girl Tolly T Audrey formerly known as Garner's Finest and your mama Sita Medina Sanchez and peace out A-Town down okay yeah okay